Welcome to the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani, and the founder of Catani Capital Group. For the last two years, I've been studying alternative assets and now help solve the problem of creating passive cash flow for creators, influencers, and busy professionals by bringing you five episodes a week of easy to understand education in the world of passive investing. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Chronicles. Happy Wednesday. Hope everybody's having a great week. We are in the first full week of August, which is absolutely crazy. I'm stoked to chat about today's topic. But first, thank you, everyone who reached out and wished me a happy birthday. That's right. If you're a new listener, my birthday was Friday, August 4th. I turned the ripe old age of 33 years old. That's right. Old as dirt. As my grandfather used to say, <laughs> getting up there. Uh, but thank you, everyone who reached out. I really appreciate all of the love. Had an absolutely amazing time in Denver. Absolutely love Denver. Uh, would live there eventually, possibly, but if it's expensive and uh, hard to give up my current mortgage <laughs> uh, for a whole house to go. If if I tried to pay the same amount, I would live in like a studio basement in like, if there's anywhere, well, there are places worse than Lakewood, but like th the most ghetto part of Lakewood is what I would be able to live in with like a studio. <laughs> But anyways, I had an absolutely amazing time, uh, saw some amazing music. I mean, the city just has the best music, especially if you're into the electronic scene like I am. Got to see Pretty Lights, who, uh, I mean, gosh, when I first discovered electronic music, what is that now, 13 years ago? I was 20. Pretty Lights was like, it. that's what we, I mean, just really ahead of his time. I, I've saw, I've seen him a couple times way back then, like eight years ago. And then I know five or six years ago, he was big again and kind of had a bit of a falling out, do some personal stuff and is taking some time off and hasn't really made any new music and is now back on the scene and announced a tour and literally sold out. I think he's only doing like nine stops, maybe 12 and sold out every single spot. So we got to go Friday on my actual birthday. It was the very first night of the tour, and it was absolutely incredible. I mean, they started at 8.30. They played from 8.30 to 10, and then there was like an intermission, probably 30, 45 minutes, and then they went to 1.30. I mean, basically five hours. It was absolute insanity. Uh, I, I just... So, so grateful. Uh, so awesome to see friends. And it, it was such a magical birthday. Was able to drive out too, which means I was able to bring my dog. So I was able to have my dog there on my birthday, which is extremely important to me. He's almost 10 years old, uh, less than a month. He'll be 10. So, you know, just want to cherish those moments uh, while he can. So thank you, of course, everyone who reached out. I'm extremely grateful. But alas. Allora, as the Italians would say. I want to talk about something that I've seen recently on 
pretty much mostly on LinkedIn. Um, in terms of LinkedIn, I got some emails about it. And it's an interesting topic because you can, I think once you hear it, right, it's hard to, like, it's hard to call it what it is truly, but ultimately that's what it is. So you're probably like, what the heck is he talking about? So the topic is passive income, right? And being a passive investor. And the question that gets brought up is, is there truly such a thing as being a passive investor? So by definition, right? A passive investor is, is, or passive income or whatever it may be, whatever you want to call it. By definition, a passive investor is simply an investor who does not have the responsibility of responsibility and risk of management, right? Now, there's different layers to this, right? Because technically under this sort of giant umbrella that is the word passive investing, you could you could say that the income derived from, let's say you have you know a duplex, right? You could say that the income derived from that is passive, but if you're managing yourself, let's, especially if you're owner-occupied, you live in one side, rent out the other, there's nothing really passive about that. I mean, in fact, I would argue it's the exact opposite. It's very active because you're going to be responsible for fixing everything, both for your unit and the other unit. Now, it may pay for you to live free, right? And, and maybe there's a little cash flow, but there's nothing passive about that. And I would say the same is true with most residential portfolios, especially if you're self-managing. There's nothing passive about it, right? Because you're actively involved in managing this. And even if you get great tenants, right? Let's say you get great tenants, they sign a year-long lease, there's not a lot of maintenance, you still have that responsibility and you still have to be available in case something happens, right? So I would argue that there's nothing passive about that at all. But what about being what I define as a passive investor and what I am saying on the passive side and, and, you know, with the fund model, for instance, what would my investors who invest in the fund be, right? If not passive. And the reason I bring this up is because you can make a case and, and I've talked about this on this podcast that you're not actually passive because it requires a lot of active time and due diligence. And I certainly agree with you. Now, certainly there are people out there who just write checks because they trust the person that they're investing with. And I would call them a passive investor because they've done nothing active. And I've talked about how when you find a good operator and they start doing the same deals over and over, you don't really, let's say, I love using Rise48 as an example. Shout out to Zach. I love them. Right? 
Same deal, right, in, in Phoenix, right? The same thing they've always done. Buy it, rebrand it, use all their stuff they have in the warehouse. Exact same business plan, right, that they've done and proven that they can do. Why would I need to do due diligence on them and this market? Because it's the exact same market. It's the exact same deal they always do. Same acquisition criteria, same return economics. So if I've already done my due diligence on them and the market and I love it and I've invested, and let's say this is my third deal with them and it's the exact same as the last two, would you consider that a passive? Now, I probably would, honestly, and I would consider the income derived from those deals as passive income. Now, whether or not you do due diligence every time, I still consider the income passive income. Now, why is that? Well, the reason is, is because you're not actively involved in the day-to-day operation of that asset. And so therefore, to me, if you're not actively involved in the day-to-day operation, you're technically passive, right? Now, certainly time and effort and energy went into it and you should actively be doing due diligence. But once you found your operator or you found your fund manager or whatever it may be, and you trust them, to me, that indicates passive, right? Because you're not involved in any of the operation or like I said, the day-to-day responsibilities. And you're certainly not, uh, you know, you're certainly not taking on any risk. I mean, I shouldn't say that. That was the wrong way to put that. You're not taking on the same risk as the operator, as the active side of the deal. Certainly there is still risk obviously involved. Right. And you're certainly taking on a risk. It could go to zero, could lose everything, could be mismanaged, ran incorrectly, whatever it may be. Right. I'm not trying to put any fear in there. Those are just the possibilities. And if you didn't, if you didn't know those were the possibilities, then I'm sorry that I had to break that to you. But what I'm getting at is there's nothing to me that signifies that that shouldn't be excuse me, that that shouldn't be defined as passive. Personally, I believe that that should be defined as as a passive investment and passive income. But what do you guys think? Where do you fall on this spectrum of passive versus active? Because certainly so much can be categorized. To me, you know, if you're managing anything. If you are involved in the management, right? The asset management, or you're managing your own portfolio of single family, or maybe they're small multifamily, whatever they may be. To me, there's nothing passive about that. In fact, if you're doing that, you should be trying to define yourself as a real estate professional so that you can get the active status so that you can get the write-offs and depreciation and all of the tax incentives that come with being a real estate professional in order to be able to take all that against any of your active income. And a lot of people have W-2 jobs while they're doing this, building this portfolio. So you should be doing so even more because that can potentially be 
uh, written off against your W-2 income. Now, I'm not a CPA or a tax professional, so you want to, uh, you know, you want to consult your CPA and tax professional to ensure this for sure. But, you know, to me, there's nothing passive about that. Even if, you know, let's say you go three months without having to do anything, you know, make any decisions, right? Property management's taking care of everything and you're literally just collecting every month. To me, that's still not passive, right? You think of cell storage, great example. You can buy a facility and automate the whole thing. I'm talking like a, a potential tenant comes on. They're not called tenants. Potential renter comes on, goes onto your website, books a, a unit, puts all their signs everything electronically, puts all their information and credit card information. You send them a code. They go to the facility, enter that code, the gate opens, and they're able to put their stuff in there without ever having to communicate with a live human. In fact, I had a conversation today with a self-storage operator, which uh, was a podcast episode. So I'm excited for that to come out next month. And he talked about how, you know, they've got one guy who, one person who can manage multiple, multiple facilities in an area because they don't need to be on site every day, which allows them to then be on site at the different facilities. So they're on site at a facility every day, but it's not the same one right? Which gives you an operational efficiency for, you know, the operations and, and ownership side. But let's say it's just you. Let's say you go buy a small fa facility. Let's say there's a hundred units, right? That's small. Um, let's say there's 50, right? That's small. And you get everything automated, right? And you put someone in place on a 1099 and they literally come once a week, Right. They've got their own phone that they use to field calls if anyone wants to call, but it's really all automated. I'm talking like all the way down to like, you can buy it, get everything, get access, store it, lock it, never have to talk to someone, end the contract, clean it all out, lock it up and leave without ever having to talk to a single person. Are you a passive, is that passive income that you're making even though you own it. To me, no. To me, passive has to be truly not involved in any of the day-to-day -day operation. And I'll just reiterate for the last time, because I don't want to talk in circles, again, you should actively be involved in the due diligence, but once you find that operator or fund manager that you know does the due diligence and does everything and you trust them, to me, that is passive. And that is truly what passive income is, is getting cash flow without having to do anything. For instance, the short-term rental portfolio, right? That we did last year. We're about to get our Q2 distribution. Uh, just had an awesome Q2. About to get a distribution. Uh, should be this week. Just got the notification today that they were sent out. I don't know. ACH takes a long time sometimes, but should be this week. To me, that's passive. Now, it's passive now, but the due diligence involved. Now I'm a fund manager for this fund. So this is not passive income for me. Now I did invest technically as a passive investor, but I'm also managing the fund. So I've got those responsibilities. I did a ton of due diligence. You know, we communicate quarterly, me and the other fund manager. So to me, there's nothing passive about 
being a fund manager, even though the fund itself is technically a passive investor, right? We just wrote one big check and, uh, you know, technically on their, on their sheet, we're just one passive investor, right? We just have to be an entity, but it's not passive income in my eyes, but my investors who invested in the fund and all the investors collectively that invested that are not managers, to me, that's passive. To me, that is the true definition of passive because you're not even invested directly in the operator. You're invested in a fund that invested in the operator, right? So you're even farther removed from the operator. To me, that's as passive as it gets. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me know what you guys think. Uh, you know, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Johnny Katani. You guys know where to follow me. Hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm starting to get more and more active on LinkedIn as well at Johnny Katani. Also, you guys, if you want to hear about these deals, uh, I'm going to do, a, I'm going to do a podcast episode next week. Um, most likely, uh, I want to clear the air on some stuff with this oil and gas deal. I've been getting a lot of questions, filling a lot of things. So if you want to know about these deals and get access to it, if you want to be involved in the referral program, which I talked about last week, you can go listen, uh, last week to that on last Wednesday's episode about the referral program. If you want to be involved in that, you've got to be on my list. KataniCapitalGroup.com, top right corner, become an investor. Okay? That's how you get involved. But let me know what you guys think. What Am I totally crazy here about passive investing and passive income? How do you, de- how do you define it? Let me know. Okay? Thank you guys so much for listening as always, and I will talk to you on Friday. See ya. Thank you again for tuning in. Who do you know that wants more cash flow? Share this episode with them so you can grow your cash flow together. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you're subscribed on your platform of choice so you never miss a new episode. Go to KataniCapitalGroup.com to learn more.